Well, my friends, this morning we celebrate the solemnity of the epiphany of our Lord. It's the conclusion of our Christmas season. Technically, it concludes with the baptism of the Lord, which we'll observe tomorrow. That otherwise would have been observed today in other parts of the world. Um, but this is the, the, the epiphany, January 6th, is the 12th day of Christmas. And so when we have our hymn, the, you know, our song, uh, the 12 days of Christmas, the epiphany, it, that's going up to the epiphany. Because it, in a way, uh, brings a conclusion, um, not in the sense of being over, but being fulfilled. What happened at Christmas? That God is not just born, but that he reveals himself to us. That he, he makes himself known to us, to his people, to all people. And we'll get to that in a second. God wants to be found. He wants to be known. And that this is part of the, the Christmas blessing. And the Epiphany is not just this one event of the visit of the Magi, but it's actually, in the history of the church, three different events that we're going to sing about in our offertory hymn. It's the visit of the Magi, yes. It's also the baptism at the Jordan, uh, when the voice of the Father proclaims, this is my beloved Son. And then uh, the third would be the wedding feast at Cana, which I believe uh, we may have for our Sunday reading next week. Uh, and so these three events uh, showing how God is not just among us, but he makes himself known. He makes himself manifest. That's what the word epiphany means, to, to be manifest. That God wants to be known by us. Uh, and it's in these three great mysteries which also kind of relate to how God can be known in creation with the Magi following the star, in the sacraments with the baptism of the Lord, and in miracles and wonders, right, and signs, as with the miracle at the wedding feast at Cana. God entering into creation didn't, he lived the life of a private citizen, right? He, he lived in the house of Joseph and Mary, part of the Holy Family, but he wants to be known. When we were in St. Louis with our university students this week, um, uh, during lunchtime, we uh, did a form of, of hide and seek, right? So basically I said, we're going to go into this hall that has like 5,000 people. And the first one of you to find me uh, in the crowd, I'll give you like $5 or something, right? Uh, and Father Federico, the vocation director, played as well. Um, and so, you know, just kind of wandering around. It didn't take... I. Apparently, I stand out with the way that I dress. Father Federico's a few inches taller than me and has a nice haircut. And so they found us, like, in a minute, right? Um, but, like, God isn't playing hide-and-seek with us, right? He actually wants to. And if it's a type of hide-and-seek, it's like hide-and-seek with a two-year-old. We're like, you want to be found, right? You want the kid to find you. Uh, we want, and God, that's how God is with us, right? He wants to be found by us. He wants us to know him. He's not hiding from us. Um, he wants to be known by us. He makes himself known to us. Uh, and that's what we have specifically in the visit of the Magi, right? Considering some of the details of the story, there's a star at its rising. Now, whether this was a supernova, whether it was Jupiter and some other planets kind of lining up, or whether it was a perfectly supernatural thing, however it is, God makes himself known in the Magi, who, again, we have the tradition, and they look like kings there. And we're saying we three kings on the way in. They may not, they probably weren't kings. They were more like scholars, right? Um, 
university professors, maybe astrologers, right? Following, looking at the stars. And so God used the thing they were looking at, namely the stars, to lead them to him. And so they, they follow. Creation proclaims the glory of God. And so they follow the star. Part of the epiphany and part of the glory of what we celebrate today is that these magi who follow the star, that they weren't Jewish, that they were the Gentiles, right? Now, what is the word Gentile? Well, if you're Jewish, the word Gentile is everyone else, right? It's everyone that's not Jewish. A Gentile is everyone else. It's those people. Right? Those people over there. And what does St. Paul say in his letter to the Ephesians so beautifully? That this is the glory that the Gentiles, those people, they are co-heirs. Members of the same body. Co-partners in the promise of Jesus Christ. That God's gift at Christmas, it's not just for a select group. It's for everyone. God wants every, Lord, every, every nation on earth will adore you. Every nation, every people will come to adore God. That the gospel message, the Christmas gift, is not just for an isolated, select few. It's everyone. Everyone is invited to adore the Lord. All nations will come to know the glory of God. And so these Gentiles who, you know, whatever religion they may have had, it wasn't worshiping the one true God. Um, they come to the peep, God's own people, right? They get to Jerusalem and for whatever reason, the star had maybe disappeared or passed or whatever happened. And so they get to Jerusalem like, okay, we got to start asking around. Where's the newborn king of the Jews, right? We saw the star. And so where is he? And what's interesting is the people in Jerusalem, they know, right? They ask. And so it's like, hey, where's the king? Uh, where's your king, the Messiah? Where's the Messiah going to be born? Oh, Bethlehem. We all know he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Well, then why aren't we going there, <laughs> right? We know. Why aren't we going there? And that's a challenge for us. The people in Jerusalem, right? The faithful, the faithful Jewish people, they knew where the Messiah was to be born. But they didn't go with the Magi, right? They didn't say, oh, let's all go together. And we, we too, the new Israel, right? We, the church, church people, those that are going to come out to church on a snowy Sunday morning, right? We have to be careful that our religion doesn't just stay intellectual knowledge. Oh, we know. We know that we believe in one God. We know that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. We know the teachings of our church. But when some foreigner, right, some other person, some outsider comes looking for God in one of our churches, well, we'll give them a good catechism lesson, but I'm not going to go worship with them, right? They want to spend an intense time in prayer. They want to talk to God. Well, again, I could tell you about it. I'll send you a YouTube video. But am I going to pray with you? Am I going to enter in to that revelation? And so the people in Jerusalem, they don't go. The Magi do. Um, and when they are approaching Bethlehem, the star again appears, and we hear that they, in Greek, they rejoice a great joy at seeing the star again. And what is the whole purpose of this whole thing, all of Revelation, and God's making himself known? What's the purpose? 
And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and they worshipped him. Right? They did him homage. They worshipped him. Revelation, God making himself known. And so that we can come to worship. It's the Christmas hymn, O Holy Night. Right? What do we do when we find Jesus? Fall on your knees. We worship. We adore him. We don't let it just stay something intellectual or just something cultural. It has to be something deep in our humanity that we worship God. We adore him. Uh, the word they prostrated themselves literally means they, they put their faces on the ground. These are dignified, educated men, right? And here they are, they're scholars, and they prostrate themselves, forehead to the ground, in adoration of a little baby in the arms of his virgin mother, in the poverty of wherever they were happening to live at Bethlehem at the time. They prostrate themselves and adore him. They humble and lower themselves in adoration of the Christ child. Worship is the why. But then worship leads to conversion, right? That we hear the last line of the gospel, that they depart for their country by another way, by a different way. That when we come to worship and when we adore and when we adore from that kind of depth of our being, it changes us. It should change us that I've, I've spent time with someone that I love. And again, in a way that's deep and adoring and not just intellectual and not just cultural, but deep. And it changes us so that we, we go home changed. At every Mass, we can go home a little bit or a lot of it more changed. Again, we have so much that we can learn from those that come to find Christ from the outside. Right from the Gentiles, from those not church people who may just come into the church for the first time ever and see that there's something going on and decide their whole life has to change and being given over to God. And those of us who are here, again, every week, praise God. But we can never say that we're beyond conversion. We have to continue to change, that we adore. And each one of us has our hearts open to that change. And so that's the message of the epiphany. Uh, here's just a final beautiful point is um, we should go to Our Lady, right? They find the child with Mary, his mother. And so we ask our mother to pray for us in this. Mary, what's spoken of in the prophet Isaiah is fulfilled in Mary because in the Hebrew as it's written, uh, the, the word for like the, all of the you is feminine, right? So you, right? Then you shall be radiant. The riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Mary there who stands for the church, uh, but in her own self, carrying Christ there in her arms, right? And just the, these treasures that the Magi bring are emptied out before Our Lady. Uh, and so she here fulfills in a real way Isaiah's prophecy. So we ask our mother to pray for us that as we find Jesus, he's always there in her arms. And she helps us to worship. She helps us to adore in that deep way. So ask our mother to pray for us that we may find Jesus who makes himself manifest to us today, that we may adore from the depth of our being and go home converted, changed, to live for the glory of God.